and welcome to season two of The Shanice Show. We're in our new studio located in the Groffis. I know, you're wondering, what is the Groffis? It is my garage slash office. During the off season, I turned the double car garage that we have into a workspace. We painted, put up all sorts of items such as this amazing wallpaper, built this set to be out there. I have an office space, we got storage space, and we turned it into the Groffis so that we can elevate the Shanice show. I want to give you the highest quality of content and sparkles that I possibly can. And the Groffis is providing it for us. So the off season, we took a couple of weeks off. Well, more than a couple of weeks. We took a few weeks off in order to make sure that Shanice show is going to be bigger and better. And let me tell you, it is. We've got contributors this year that's going to help you with travel and fashion and relationship and going to give you a little bit of gossip too for pop culture amazing guests in fact this week we have carrie lachlan who is a former professional dancer who is now turned into an amazing interior designer who is can be seen on qvc hgtv and right on instagram of course when you can see her do her home makeovers she's going to be on the show today, this week. So what did I do? Um, besides do the Groffis, I did travel to New York with my hubby and we saw an amazing play, a Broadway play called Pearly Victorious. Now I'm going to admit I had never been to a Broadway show. Never, never. Yes, in, in town when they travel, but not on Broadway itself. It was an absolutely amazing event. The, the play, who was originally done by Ozzie Davis, was so great. Um, Leslie Odom was in it. Uh, it was just amazing, amazing. And of course, I got to spend time with my honey bunny. <laughs> we ate pizza. It was for his birthday. And it was just an amazing time to see. The city was just good weather. We walked. It was so cool. But if you have a chance to ever go to see a Broadway play on Broadway, not just the ones that they do when they go travel, but on Broadway, go see because it is something magical to go to the theater when it's actually on Broadway. Um, we did the Groffis. I told you guys about that. Big thing. I celebrated my 50th birthday. Your girl is 50. The girl is 50. That's right. I did a sparkle birthday. Hubby number one, of course. He's the best in the world. What he did is gave me a birthday party that had everybody who loved me. I told him I wanted a party and the type of food I wanted, and he made it happen. So he got my friends to come in, the ones that can come, and I truly, truly appreciated all of my kids were there. The big kids. The little kids, they stayed at home, but the big kids were there. It was truly joyful to be around people who love you. So as I'm going into this new second act, as, as people may say, Doggone it, I'm going to do it in style, okay? Now, we also got a new website. I forgot about that. 
Go to the new Shanice Show website. You will see who our lineup of guests are going to be. Looking at replays, you'll be able to subscribe to get on our mailing list so that you can be in the know of what's happening for the Shanice Show, okay? So to our first segment, it's going to be an interview with one of my favorite people. I met her around three years ago. Her name is Carrie Lachlan, and you are going to enjoy Now, Carrie and I met three years ago when we were both mm-hmm. auditioning for a um, show that was going to pilot that didn't come out. Um, and we met in California on that show, which was a great concept. So I still I'm holding out hope that one day it happened. But since then, we followed each other on Instagram and and socials. I've seen all. I've been looking at all the wonderful things you do, growing with your family. And even though we haven't touched each other in three years, I still feel so connected to you. Oh my gosh, I feel the same way. You reached out to me a couple of weeks ago because you were watching something on my social, and I was like. I know we only met for one weekend, but I miss your energy. Like I miss, like I was, it was very small. It was a very small period of time, but I feel like the situation that we had or what we were placed in was a very, it got intimate really quickly. Yes. So I feel like it was almost like speed dating where we learned about each other very quickly. And I, our, our true energy and our true selves had to come out and immerse. There was no fear of shyness at all. So no. And especially since we had to be vulnerable with our stories, it's like, okay, yes. I've just met these people and I've just told them my deepest, darkest secrets. This <laughs> is so crazy. Why not connect with them in real life? <laughs> yes, it's true. It's like we've already basically known each other for four years if you look at that weekend. So we should stay connected for life now. We are. I feel like wow. after that experience, we are connected for life. Oh, I love everything you do. And when your husband, um, who is um, mighty handsome, may I say, and Hi, your your you. baby, who is mighty handsome, and I see y'all dancing in the kitchen, I said, okay, <laughs> I love that. Have you guys always been dance partners? You know, we met dancing. My uh, my husband is a very, um, he he's, he's semi-retired now, but my husband is a very famous dancer. He's danced for... Michael Jackson, Aaliyah, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. I mean, like I could, every person that you ever saw that had amazing dancers, my husband has been behind them. And we met in Rome, Italy on a music video. And we were there for three weeks. It was a really weird video where we had to be like actors, but then we had to dance. And then we had to be somewhat good at martial arts. I was not good at martial arts. I faked it. Um, so we met there almost 20 years ago. So we've been together for a very hot, hot, hot minute. And we then after that, we toured with Mariah Carey together. And I, I played tour wife while he was on tour with Justin Timberlake. And I hung out with all the dancers. And so, yes, he, he, um, I would say one of the reasons that we fell in love is because we knew we would always want to keep dancing into our older age. And now we will. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> tell you another one of my deep dark secrets is I've always wanted to be in a music video. You know, 
I will say that that is, I was a professional dancer. There's something about a music video. I don't know if it's when we grew up music videos, because I think we're similar ages. Yeah. Yeah. So music videos were everything when yeah. we were growing up. Everything. VH1, everything. MTV, like you would just come home. They were everything like i can i have deep emotional connections to songs because of the music videos i was just yeah. telling my husband this the other day with mariah carey's heartbreaker and i would like when i got to dance with mariah carey i toured with her for multiple years and then when she would sing heartbreaker like i would cry inside because i just remember being like i wanted to be in the movie theater and do that like shoulder thing <laughs> <laughs> see i wanted to be the girl in the video that did this Yes. That's yes, all I wanted yes. to do. I didn't want to wear a bikini. I didn't want to dance. I just wanted to be the background girl that said. That they always zoomed in on, though. Like, they always came in. They always zoom in like, on yeah. her, And then they zoom mm -hmm. out. That is what I wanted to do. It's the so environment. They were always creating it. <laughs> how did you transition from professional dancer to professional host and amazing stylist? Um, side note, I still go to Reb Dolls, just to let you know. When you showed me that site, I was like, oh, plus size clothes, that's cute. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I kind of went from, I went from um, being a dancer into being like, I was an organizer for a while, and then I entered into interior design. And that's kind of where I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I think I was just like an organized kid as a child. So I went from dancing. I was I was a professional dancer and I knew that my body wasn't going to last for as long as it was going mm -hmm. to last. So I was like, oh, yeah, I need to um, figure out something else to do. So I went on Craigslist. I'm aging myself, but I went on the Craigslist. And during that time, I was like, I'm good at organizing. So I kind of jumped into organizing. And then from there, my organization clients became interior design clients. And then that was kind of all she wrote. Oh, wow. So what do you like more, dancing or interior design? Um, do you dance? Why I do you don't know. <laughs> I, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. I think as a, I think as a dancer, you're once a dancer, always a dancer. I, I feel like a lot of dancers would agree with me. I like, in, I like organization, actually, if mm. I had to like choose it, I like organization because it helps people. So does design. But there's something about organization being a life skill that I like a lot. I guess I would say design because I don't have to use my body as much. <laughs> so are you OCD then that you like the organization? Oh, I mean, aren't we all a little bit? A little bit, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I I look on um social media and there's always these this influencer or something who finds this amazing Amazon find and they have all these little mm. organizational things and the kitchen has all these little labels and stuff. And no, that's no, that's, that's not my it is that is my dream, but I actually I'm actually I will rail against that a little bit just because I feel strongly as a professional organizer for decades now that I love the prettiness and I love the labels and I love the color coding. I don't know who's keeping their refrigerators that way except for the Kardashians, but I think in real life that's not how it works and that right. it's actually like a skill that you have to learn. It's a life skill. You're either like born into a family that has it, you naturally have it, or you have to learn it. So I do like the pretty 
function more. If that if that sounds, yeah, <laughs> and it helps. It gives me permission to um, work on the function and not the pretty. Because yes, yes, you know, um, I do. I go in other people's house. Like I went to my daughter's house, who is twenty. Um, six years old, and she and her husband have this kitchen and everything else. And I'm like, why are the knives over here? If you're, if the knives so, are you, so are you OCD? Is what the question is. Function of it. I want to be able to reach and get to it. It was on the other side of the kitchen. I'm like, no. Yes. No. <laughs> you can't. You have to have a, a home that functions for you because otherwise it's just like you, you get your brain gets cloudy and it doesn't work properly for you. So yeah. I'm all here for a functional home and a pretty one, but functional first. True, true. Now I saw you recently on HS no QVC. QVC, yes. Yes, I saw that. Um I saw your post. It was like, hey, get me on QVC. I stayed up and I was like, I'm watching Carrie on this QVC because I want to <laughs> see her. Because if nobody else is up at night, somebody needs to support buying these shoes right now. <laughs> so, because I'm early, I'm, I go to bed early. And he says, Are you really watching QVC? I am. I said, Look at her. She's selling them. How, did you, how does that happen? And um, is that something that you want to do more of as a, a regular host? You know, I am there pretty regularly. I, I started with QVC actually through a company called Casper, which is like the bed in the box and all of that. So I started with them through that. And then as a designer on television and kind of in real life, that's that's kind of my skill set. So they, they kind of keep you on file. And then if something comes up there like, hey, would you want to do this product? And we, we're interested in this. So I now do their home line, which is called Home Reflections. So I do... QVC's main home line. So I bring I bring everything to you at home from my candles to sheets to to bedding to right. that faux plant if you need it. So I'm there quite often actually. I'm there are times I'm there for 37 to 40 hours straight. So wow. Wow. How do you keep that endurance? I think from dancing, being a dancer. Because a lot of people will be a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, this job isn't cut out for everyone. I'm like, it is for me because it's like hit it and quit it. Like you do you might do back to back shows and then you might have a couple weeks off where you're doing like one show or two shows. Right. And that's kind of like that's gig life. That was dance life, like where you you'd go out on tour with an artist for a couple of weeks and then you come home and have nothing or the artist isn't doing anything right now. So you're bartending <laughs> and you're filling, you're filling in your time. So um, I, I think the endurance comes from just, uh, I don't know. And at this age, I just think you just got to keep going too, right? You keep pushing. Like, That's true. We have like, we have like this, we have this sense of self now and we, we right? understand life a little bit more. So you're like, just, you just go have fun, keep going. So how are you enjoying this age? We say this age because, you know, when you're in entertainment and things, you don't really talk about your age but so much. But I do. I, yeah, I'm 45. I am yes, I'm I'm, happy to I be just 45. 50. You just turned 50. I saw that. And I, had, I will be very, very honest with you is that I had no idea how old you were. And I actually thought that you were in when you talked about your daughter. Because remember, you said you had your daughter young. Right. But I don't remember that I ever did math on your age. And I 100% thought you were like 28. So when I saw that you turned 50, I was like, she turned 50? Like, that's amazing. So, but you know, I, too, 
too. I am one that I think I've always wanted to be older. Like when I was in my 20s, I really wanted to be 32. Like 32. I don't know why. I have no idea. I don't know why. But at 32, I was like, that is when it's it's going to pop off. The world's going to be amazing. And, and then the did now, it? Did it pop off? It did, but I think every year does, right? I think that's nice. that's the glory of getting older is that you realize that every year is kind of magical, whether you're, you know, your lips get a few lines in them or whatever. Like every year gets more magical because you know yourself better. You know the stuff you don't want to deal with better. So I love it. And I love being like, I'm 45. I look, I look good. And you guys. look darn good, though. <laughs> Exactly. Like, like, let's start, go. You, know, you, you got the 35 look, so, you know. Thank you. You do have it. You, you do have it. If you had not said you were been with your husband 20-something years, then I would have thought you was amazing. It's, it's true. It's true. That always gets me. I prayed for us, so you did let yourself go. <laughs> so I'm in my second act. That's what I call it. Actually, it's more than the second act. I think this is a third act, but you're in the second act. What do you envision for yourself? You've danced. You've been on television. You are mm-hmm. um, amazing. You have your. You, you have all these things you've done. What next? What are you feeling in your spirit that you really want? to be purposeful for yourself right now? Oh gosh, I would say staying healthy, right? Because as we get older, we realize we're not invincible. So right now for me, it's it's staying healthy and spending as much time with my family. And those, I, I've, I've made a, like a conscious effort to put a, more effort into going to see people and hanging out. Yes. Because uh, yes, I myself am someone who like I love. I'll text you. Don't call me, but like I'll text you nonstop. We can hang out. But like when you're like, hey, do you want to do this thing? I'm like, I don't like to make plans. I'm not a planner. I like to right. just like, okay, yeah, if it's in an hour and forty minutes, I can do that. But right. three weeks from now, no. So <laughs> I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to get better at that because I realize how important it is to be around relationships, being around other women, being around friends, people who've known you for decades, and even touching my toe into like getting new friends. Because I think as we're older, we're like so stuck in our ways and we're like, that's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy. Making friends in general and trying to figure it out is a lot of energy. But I did determine that like you, it's like, I want to build more quality relationships. And whether mm-hmm. it's seeing you every day or not, but I want that quality of life to be able to say, hey, I'm coming to New Jersey. What you doing? Yeah, you know? totally. You know, that totally. kind of thing. <laughs> I, well, I feel that so much because there's so many times where I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't need to go do that. I don't need to do this. And then I'm like, you should like my husband will be like, we should carry like, we're very, um, like we live in the New Jersey suburbs, but we moved here from Los Angeles. So like we right. moved into, a, it's a larger suburb. It's a suburb of Philadelphia. So it's, it's larger, but it's still like, we've been here for many years now, I think like eight, nine years. And we have very few, like we've, we've barely gone outside of our home. You know, like our friends are our neighbors and that's good. We're good with that. So. 
Right. We force ourselves sometimes. We're like, we just got to go do this thing because otherwise it's just it us talking to, to each other. Adventurous. It causes you to be more adventurous. You're doing it. It does. It does. It, and you know what? It reminds you at times like who you are, who your partner is. Like, I think sometimes we can get stale in life and like forget what makes us kind of glow and light. And when you're around other people, you're like, oh, that person lights up this way and that person lights up this way. So it's also a reminder of like how you light up. Being around other people is wonderful because you're getting their energy, but you're also being reminded of your own energy. Right, right. What projects do you have going on right now? Right now, I'm actually, I just got done a, a, an exciting meeting that I can't talk about, but it's an exciting meeting. <laughs> and um, right now, I have now, a now, really, I'm just going to give you this look right here. You know, you can't bring, I mean, is there a hint of it? It's an exciting meeting that deals with organization and helping people. And um, I also have QVC going, obvious, obviously a lot. is That takes up a good part of my time. And then I have my my um, residential projects that I have going on with design and everything. And then I have a nine-year-old son who keeps me on my toes. Man. So I have, yeah. So I, I, have a, I have a lot going, but just enough where I still feel like I, I, I try and keep it at bay where I never want to become overwhelmed. That's a good one. How do you do that? Because um, um, teach the people because I <laughs> have not mastered that skill. I master it after I get overwhelmed and then I come back. <laughs> yes. But I no, I feel that. Fine. You know, I will say being an overachiever and I think on how we met and, and the connection that we have, you may be an overachiever as well. And it's, <laughs> it's not always like, the actual being of achieving what it is, but it's the constant need to feel like you are striving to achieve is what yeah. can exhaust us. So it's not always that we're like, oh, we got to get to this thing. It's that we have to keep going so we can get to a thing, yeah. even if we don't know what it is. So that I've tried to quiet over the years. I think age has helped me with that. And I think stopping and looking back, I've, I had some girlfriends when I was probably like 10 years ago, I was saying something to them and I was in this a big moment in my life. And they were like, you're not even looking at the big moment in your life. Like you're talking about what's next. And then like, you have to stop and look at what you've done. And I'm like, right. So I do, I, I try and stop and say, that's enough. Like you did enough. You did enough. Go sit on the couch, put your feet up. Don't do anything. Like turn okay. your brain off. The last two years I have learned that it's, it's good. I'm content in this moment. I am present in this moment. Yes. I really didn't know what present in this moment meant until mm -hmm. I really stopped and looked around that, oh, wow, this is a great time. I had a good time or I really did achieve that. And I really did meet a great person or that was a really good meal. Really being present in that moment and appreciating all the things that happened instead of saying, okay, what's on my to-do list? I mean, absolutely. The <clears throat> gratitude will help you get through everything in life. I think there, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm not enough or, I mean, we all have those moments, even when you're in, even when you're at like the part of life where you're like, this is it. Like this is, right. see, this is it. You, you still have those feelings. So I think being grateful and like you said, like, this is enough, like being in this moment, like that meal was amazing. This coffee that I'm making right now, like I will, I, 
if somebody could get into my head at times, exactly. But you're, you know, it's like I'm making my coffee in the morning and I'm like, just the way my coffee station looks, like I should be so grateful. Like, and then of course it's like, I didn't have this growing up and look at your coffee now. Like, so it's, <laughs> it's remembering where you came from and then remembering that, I mean, not to be, not to be kind of like uh, dark about it, but like we're, we're gonna die. So it's like, make sure you're living your life where you feel like you're not living in a constant ball of anxiety and overwhelm. It's not worth it. It's not. And depending on your faith background, you Mm -hmm. have this particular life to do one thing. And I am Christian. So I look at a, the next life is I'm praising God all the time. And so it's like, well, he got me here to do some things. So yes, me do some things that is pleasing to me and him. Because yes, yes. nobody likes anybody who is just a sourpuss. I'm, I say it all the time. I was just talking to my husband about this last night. Our son has a very high rest. My husband says this a lot. that my, Our son has a very high resting level of joy. Yes. His resting level of joy is high. And he's like, he gets that from you. That's so beautiful. And I do. I have a very high resting level of joy. I am nine times out of 10 smiling and happy and my the one out of 10 though when I'm not there I'm I'm like down in the it's bad you know yes (laughs) but but nine times out of 10 (laughs) yes exactly but I used to have like I have like one of my best girlfriends and my mom and they would they would always kind of like not make fun of me they were ribbing me it was part of life but they would be like here comes Carrie with all her like joy and they were almost like it was as if my mom and and my best friend were like the real mother and daughter. And I was just like this like thing that would bounce around. So I I do, I try and keep a high level of joy because like nice. you said, it's like while you're here, enjoy it and be a good human. Like those are my things, like enjoy it, but try and be- Radiates, like it's radiating off of me through a screen. So oh, you have, I think, to have yeah. that joy. And of course it radiated and, and it permeated inside of me when I met you three years ago. Like who yeah. made that? <laughs> like just said for a weekend, I think it was four days in a group of all these people. And then lo and behold, you're looking out and you're like, I still like her. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> Why, thank you. I feel the same. You know, it's it's funny because I think when you connect, I have I have this kind of core group of humans in my life that I've connected through a, a, like a situation that we were placed in. And it's it's kind of like once you're all there, only you and these other people can know what you just went through. Yes. And there there are there are energies and there are feelings that you feel and if the energy was good, you will stay connected forever. There are still some people that even when I was a teenager, somehow we got connected into this thing and they are still in my life because of good energy. So you you also have the good energy and it populates. I don't know if populates is a real word. It's not. That's one thing I do that's not good. Is, is that I, a real word. Is it? I make up words though. So. That's all right. And we're going <laughs> to use it however we want to. I mean, we, it's okay. The dictionary is palpable. It's palpable. Your joy and and love is palpable. There it is. But populate is a real word. <laughs> populate is a real word. She's not used for this. One. Well, I I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. 
So connection, connection is important to you. Relationship is important to you. Yes. How do you stay connected to yourself? How do you stay connected to what grounds you so that you don't lose yourself in being a people pleaser because you like joy? How do you ground? How do you stay you? Ooh, you know, I luckily, and I don't know why, I don't know why, but I have a very strong sense of who I am and I've held it probably because of like childhood trauma that I had to like kind of get through. And when I got through it, I was at a, a very, and you never get through it, but like when I had to deal with the situation at hand, I was right. young, but I was also pivoting out of, I was like, you know, 17 or 18 when everything from my childhood kind of came to an ahead. And I had a really strong choice of I could go left or I could go right. And mm -hmm. left would have been like, take everything that happened to you in your childhood and kind of sit in it and mm -hmm. then just make whatever decision you want because you have this as an, as an excuse. Or stand in your power, know who you are and fall on your face a couple times, but know who you are. And like the inner voice in my head was like, you're a badass, keep going, <laughs> get 17. So I, I, I have to like give, no, but like my 17 year old self really holds myself up, my 45 year old self up. My 17 year old self went through so much and was like, now nah, we got this, whatever, let's do that. And I'm sure there was so many delusional things that got me through that. But that sense stayed really deep in me. So I will talk to myself, I will do affirmations, I will take long walks, I will pull myself out and like sit looking at myself and be like, I calm yourself or you know I'll, I'll talk to my partner who's an amazing like buddha-esque man that will sit there for four hours and let me talk his face off and i do the same for him so i think it's having i find myself through myself and my inner voice and then i find myself through the people who i trust the most and That's who cool. i can be completely vulnerable with and they can be like, yeah, you're, this is, this is, your brain's going nuts right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, it is, right? Like, is it going nuts or am I, am I? And they're like, no, you're thinking too much. I'm like, okay, I'll shut it down then. And then right. I just come back to center, you know, like, <laughs> but good. sometimes you need someone to be like, you are way overthinking yes. this. Yes. Yes. And, you and know, helps like, you to rein it in like a wrangler mm -hmm. and say, hey, you're, you, you are forming too many stories in your mind. That, that that's 100%. not 100%. This is the fact. This is what's happening. And, it's true, you know, and it's fact you're feeling, right? Fact you're feeling. Is this a fact or is this a feeling? Yeah. But I, I will always come back to it's also age and it's also being on the earth and experiencing the things that you experience because they make you who you are. So it's when you've had those moments where your brain's going, you're in flop sweats and you're just crying and all of the emotions, you do that enough times <laughs> and you get good at practicing yep. how to come back to center. <laughs> you do. And, and, yeah. and with you doing gig life, you had to learn how to maybe take some rejections and oh. use your resilience and, okay, we want you, but we're going to make you second string, not necessarily first string. And you're like, but I'm better than the first string. Why can't I have the oh second string? Oh my goodness. Those kind of things. You're, you're just saying my entire life. My entire life, I was like, I was second string or the, 
you were on the table, but we but we went in this direction, or mm-hmm. oh, we love this, but this. I I speak so. I once had someone tell me that I was solid but not special, and it affected me in That's such a, a way. Yeah, like it was such a harsh thing to say to like a young girl too. Like I, when I look back, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. But I had somebody say that to me, and it it like crushed me internally. It changed who I was a little bit. But then I was like. Well, we're going to find out how solid I am. And it mm. taught me that when you go into places, sometimes people are special and that's mm-hmm. why it's there. And that's why they are why they they are where they are because they are special. And sometimes mm-hmm. people are just so curse word solid mm-hmm. that that's where they are. And that's great because eventually your solidness will make you the special because people need to rely on something. That's so right. I I take things. I mean, I did Extreme Makeover Home Edition and we were sitting there and we were at like this huge press conference and the executive producer leans over to me and he's like, you know, we didn't actually, you didn't actually, not everybody wanted you. And I was like, what? 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 And he's like, yeah, we had to really fight for you. And another executive producer was like, don't, don't tell her that. And I was like, tell me it, tell me it. Keep what? telling me it because the more you tell me that I was the second choice, the more you tell me that, well, we didn't want you and you got taken off the table, but then you kept getting put back on the table. I was like, I kept getting put back on the table though, didn't I? Um, and I'm at this ta- I'm at this table right now. Right. right now, I'm so. at this table and we made and <laughs> solid is special to me because without the solid people, you would not be able to do anything. <laughs> You yes. really wouldn't. It's so true. You have people who are just kind of flighty, who you can't really depend on. And while they have this amazing spark inside of them, you know they're a little loopy. So <laughs> right. You it's I'm, you know, I've always been a good balance of it. I've always been a counterpart to somebody who was extremely special, like captivatingly so. And even even in that, like you know, one of my one of my one of my best girlfriends, she's a really big designer and she's she's solid, but she is really, really special. Like, right. And I was like her co-host. And it was like every time she walked into the room, it was like da 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 da. And then I was like, hey, <laughs> coming on by. I was like, hey guys, what's up? But you know, I, I had to learn. And I think dancing helped me with that too, because like when you're on stage with Mariah Carey, you can't be Carey. Like you need to be a blur in the background. Like you are right. back here. If your heels are too high, you better bend your knees so you're not the same height as her. Like you right. learn how to be on the table and be at the table, but place yourself in the position you need to be in to advance yourself somewhere else in the future, if that oh. makes sense. Like that's a so, word right there, Carrie. That's a word. Yeah. <laughs> that's a word that's a good one yeah that's so one. you know I'll I'll take my insult of solid not special but yeah it messed me up for a while I'm not gonna lie I can imagine <laughs> I, I can imagine yes and I'm I'm ready to put on all black and put some black under my eyes and <laughs> go find her okay. you, you know the thing when they're going out those where is it where what, what's happening yeah. Patty. Oh, so funny. funny I was like why, why did a, another human being feel that they should tell this other human being that that and you know what what it also taught me though is that it is just 
what some like what somebody says. I'm trying to teach my son that right now too because he's in that age where you know once you turn nine, you start to become like a, a human. Like you go to one soccer game and they're like, you got to run faster, and then you go to practice and they're like, you need to chill out. You're going too hard. Like and he's like, right. what am I supposed to do? And right. this person said this, and I'm like, baby, what you have to remember is what you do is what you do, and what other people say are saying it because of what they are, not because of what you are. As long as you're being a kind human, which is right. first and foremost, right. and being taking responsibility for yourself. But so I've learned years to, Maya Angelou, don't pick it up, don't put it down. Right. Don't pick it up, even the good and the bad, because if you pick up That's the good, you have to pick up the bad. And that was something years ago, I was like, don't pick it up. Even if they tell you you're great, don't pick it up. Because when they tell you you're not, you're gonna have to pick that up too. Exactly. I, I I empathize with you with the the ten year old nine year old phase because my my little one is ten now and he is so ten. Um, oh. he is so ten. It's Beyblades, drawing, um, uh, anime, slapstick yeah. humor on YouTube. Uh, oh yeah, jokes that really are not that funny, but I laugh because of his delivery. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't even remember your brother being this way, but you're the last kid and I'm going to laugh as hard as I can. Oh, I, we only have one. We were like one and done and we, we were, well, our son's nine now, so he'll must be 10. So in our neighborhood, especially, we are older parents. Right. Because most of his, like, he'll come home and be like, your dad, you're kind of old. I was like, we're not old. And even if we are, we look good. Like, and yeah, I was like, we look, we look so good. Um, but yeah, most of his parents, most of his kids, uh, friends, kids, parents are like 10 years younger. So we are the old parents, but we only have one. So everything he does, we're like, yep, yep. What do you need? What are you doing? <laughs> As we wrap up, I have some Gen X rapid fire things that. Ooh. I want to see whether or not what your preference is. Are you ready? Yes, yes. Hold on, let me adjust my leg. It's falling asleep. I'm ready. All right. Captain Crunch or Fruity Pebbles? Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms? Yes. <laughs> I can't choose between those two. My, I will say my brother's a Captain Crunch, but... I know. Lucky charms. Lucky okay. charms. Mm -hmm. Neon or cross colors? Ooh, neon. Neon. Which color? Mm, the color you're wearing right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or purple. The purple. I, all your colors that you have right now, actually. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> Nirvana Ooh. or No Doubt? Oh, that. No Doubt because you could dance to it. She it could. had a bop. You had a bop. There was a bop. I love Yeah, I that. love Nirvana too, but No Doubt, like you needed, yeah, there was a bop to it. Plus she was like one of the first girls that was like kind of like sexy out there too in that way. So, yeah. And still looks the same. Like, I mean, I don't know what's happening over there, but I'm like, that is impressive. Right. And now, last but not least, since you've been on both coasts, East Coast or West Coast? Ooh, I'm East Coast all day. 
East Coast all day. East Coast all day. I love I love my Cali peeps and my my husband's from Las Vegas, so I love my West Coast, but I'm a Jersey girl through and through. Through and through. Thank you very much for coming on the Shanice show. I really appreciate it. Tell everybody how we can follow you and be in touch with you and support you. Uh, well, first, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to see your face and hear your voice and have your energy. And you can find me at Carrie Lachlan. It's spelled like the scary movie, C-A-R-R-I-E. And Lachlan spelled like a lock, L-O-C-K-L-Y-N. Like the scary movie. <laughs> that's how that's how you say. It. And you have to say Carrie because I'm from New Jersey. Oh, so it's a Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> Thank you, Shanice. Have a wonderful day. Too bad. So in my life, I've had some amazing friends, and I would venture to say I'm a pretty good friend myself. And in this new stage of life or my second act, I actually put down on my vision board that I wanted to be intentional of being a good friend. So let's talk about how you can be a good friend. So the first thing is value yourself and also be authentic. You can't really love someone until you love yourself first. So in a friendship, you got to make sure that you are totally you. You don't want to be a person that picks up all the traits of your friends. Of course, being around them, you're going to pick up sayings and, and different things and know them. But you got to know you first. And you got to be understanding of yourself in order to be a good friend. So you don't want to fake it till you make it. You got to be you. Next, you want to dedicate time to this friendship, okay? That means actually putting something on the calendar to see them or connect. So I have many friends that are not in my city. So I am going to intentionally start putting on the calendar to actually do either a Zoom or FaceTime or something. But we do take time and talk on the phone. While I'm not a big caller, like I don't really call people, if you call me, I'll sit on the phone and talk to you if I can. Um, if you text me, I'm definitely going to text back. My emoji game is real cool. And that's also taking time to nurture and do and nurture your friendship and to make sure that you guys are doing things together. Next, you want to be a good listener. Don't be a selfish friend. Listen to what they're saying. Don't be that person who all the time you're just sitting there and talking, 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 talking. If they call and say, hey, how you doing? And you say, I'm doing good. Or you say something else. Or if they're calling to figure out, say, I just called to say, what's going on with you? Actually listen to them. See what's really going on with them. Next, we want to set boundaries. So I have a family. You have a family. She has a family. There are times where you're just not going to be included. Or if they're going through something and want to do it by themselves, just be there and available when it's time. There are certain things that are off limits, certain topics that are off limits. It doesn't mean you're holding back and not being yourself. You're just respecting who they are so that you too can come to a common ground. What's next? We got move past the surface level. If you're only on the surface level, that's called an associate. That is not a friend. Surface level is, hey, how you doing? What's the sky? It may be even a business friend, 
but that's not someone who you're sharing life with and walking alongside. Show your loyalty and show that you care. When you show your loyalty, that means showing up for them. That means being concerned about who they are. If someone's talking about your friend, don't let them talk about your friend. Even if it's not something you want to get into, you stand up for your friend. Remember, it's not always about you, okay? You are not the center of the universe. This is a duo or a trio or a quad, whatever it is. It's not always about you. When they do something, it's not always about you. Don't be self-centered. And last but not least, have fun together. The purpose of having a friendship is so that you can do things together. What is the purpose of having a friend if you do it alone? Your friend is that person, like, I have a shopping buddy or a travel buddy or a foodie buddy. Whatever it is, the purpose is to have fun. So be intentional, be a good friend, and use these 10 tips so that you can be a purpose bestie like me and be there for your friends. something else I did over the new break that we had, the season break that we had. I wrote a new book, Soulful Sparkles. Can you see it? Yes. Soulful Sparkles. This is a book about really digging into yourself and unleashing, as it says, unleashing your heart's audacious dream. Okay. So get me, just you know, pull in real quick. What is something inside of you that has been burning to come out, but you just don't know how to let it come out? Or what is that big thing that you've always wanted to do? Or have you forgotten how to dream? That's what this book is. This book is how you can take that dream, start your dream, connect it to God's divine plan in your life, and really let it happen. I have a mission in life, and my mission is to really walk alongside people and inspire them, help them feel safe, and help them accomplish their dreams. And this is the first step of me being your purpose bestie. It is soulful sparkles, taking that spark inside of you to helping you just truly let it go. So let me tell you a few things that are that's in here. So when you go inside of the book, the first thing is about awakening that soulful sparkle. A soulful sparkle is the hope, the dream, that knowing. You know how you get that thing of you know what you know what you know? That's the soulful sparkle. And we're going to talk about what did God tell you to do? So a lot of times we're looking for our purpose and we're looking for our dreams, yet, 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 we can't really put our finger on it. And if you subscribe to a higher calling like me, Why not just ask God? He put it inside of you. So why not just ask God, listen, dude, bruh, however you want to say it, what do you want me to do? The next thing we're going to do is unpack the backpack, okay? That backpack is like your past. We're going to let that all go. Because your past is what you build off of to go towards your future. Then we're going to learn how to trust yourself and trust in God. We're going to form a divine purpose and see how you can do that and transform it to make sure that you are doing your calling. Then we're going to dream big. All right. And when you dream big, 
you're going to have a couple of detours. So how are we going to reframe that? Then you're going to unleash. But there is, and walk it out. But there are nine chapters in here. Uh, and let me tell you, you know I'm all about the actionable steps. There's a section here where you can work it out, all right? So make sure that you pick up this book, go to Soulful Sparkles, go get the action props, jump in right here, soulfulsparkles.com. It's now available. Get your copy. It's also on Amazon. Get your copy and have it delivered to you. Okay? So let's sparkle. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Shanice Show. It has been an amazing episode one. We're here, season premiere. This is great. I'm excited. I'm excited. We had Carrie Lachlan. We talked about the off season. You learned how to be a friend. And of course, you know how to pick up your book, Soulful Sparkle. So thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe. Give me some comments. Connect with me online at at the Shanice Show. We will love to hear from you. Comments. Go to theshaniceshow.com because there's even a suggestion box. If you want to be a guest or come on here, come on. The more the merrier. I love all my besties. So I will see you next week. And until then, keep sparkling.